We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Big thanks to uh, Braden Gall for his time, about half hour there. Appreciate uh, that. He had, had a lot of takes, a lot of opinions, but I like that. I mean, anybody can just sit there and talk chalk. It's kind of good to only take some chances. It's more interesting than Alabama is going to win the SEC West. Yeah. George is going to win the SEC. He is right, by the way, about the SEC and Notre Dame. The SEC will do everything in its power to keep Notre Dame as an independent. No, I mean, that, that we talked about that a couple months ago, about how the SEC is perfectly fine with allowing Notre Dame all the flexibility it wants as an independent and, and make sure everything's yeah. warm and cozy for them without without a league. Leave them a path to a 12-team playoff oh, at yeah, all times. Sure. sure. And if, as long as that happens, they're good. And then I don't think they really care. Like if, if the Big Ten adds Oregon and Washington. Okay. Okay. Cool. Go for it. Notre Dame is the one where you don't have a way to match it. Yeah. Where they become superior at that point, and it Im- perhaps impacts your ability to negotiate the kind of deal you want to negotiate. And then the other thing that I thought's interesting from a conference standpoint is that Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado joining the Big Twelve. That that feels like that could there's there's a little momentum on that where that becomes a third league. The, they're completely poised to be the third league. There's, yeah. there, there's no doubt about that at all. Um, I read the story on the punter. Yeah. And, I mean, terrible. I'm not really even getting into that part. His story is that it's a money grab because he's now an NFL football player. Um, the problem with that is that she went to the police the day after. Yeah, I don't buy it. Um, again, we're reading plain of summaries, but none, whatever. Um. What is interesting is that the NFL can't do anything about it because he was not a player when it happened. Right. They have no ability as as the NFL to punish that. Now the Bills could cut him. Yeah. Um apparently the players association would raise hell because it has nothing to do with skill and there's no technical punishment on it. 
So they said the Bills would have would have a major headache from the Players Association, but at the end of the day, they can do whatever the hell they want to do. And it's a civil case, not Correct. a criminal case. Yes. No criminal charges have been filed. Correct. So from a straight legal standpoint, related to the NFL and the Bills, it's a little murky. What do you do if you're Buffalo? Punter cutting. Punter. I'll find one. Well, you just cut your other punter. Yeah, I know. You could pick up the phone and go, hey. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry about that. You know, <laughs> you remember that conversation we had? Can we pretend it didn't happen? That We, 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 we had a bad day. Yes, we'll give you an extra twenty grand. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you want some extra tickets? Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. What What was that wine you said you liked so much? Case of it. Right yeah. Now. Here's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We will supply you a ten year supply of that wine. Can we just? Can you just punt? Can you just punt? I, you, I think. Well, I mean, okay. Look. It can't, someone says it's Watson 2.0, but it can't be because Watson was an NFL player and the NFL could punish Deshaun Watson. Look, he wasn't playing look, in the NFL. I cut him. I do. But just in general, I'm really careful about accusations without a further of down course. the line thing because you are completely ruining him as an NFL player the rest of the time. What if it is false? Again, I don't think it is. I would cut him. I'm just See, saying, I what w- if? I would not cut him. I mean. I just wouldn't play him. Okay, well, yeah. I think I'm agreeing with you as we're going I, down I would. Road. I would pay him. And just put him on. And I would. Put, put him it, on ice until. Put him on injured reserve. I would call him in and go, hey, your hamstring hurts, right? We're going to pay you every dime we owe you. But we can't play you until this thing gets resolved. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Your hamstring hurts, right? And then I bring the other guy back. I give him the extra twenty grand, the ten-year supply of his favorite wine. Let him punt for a few weeks, maybe the whole season, until this thing gets resolved. Yeah. And then if it gets resolved, and it turns out that it was a false accusation, then hey, come back, come back and punt. Yeah. But if it comes back where oh no no this is real, then he can't kick for me. He can't play for me. I can't. I can't take that PR hit for a punter. Frankly, I can't take it for anybody. But I damn sure can't take it for a punter. Right. Sure. That's like the women's track and field coach can't. No. No. You got yeah, more special chemistry. Your number one. We'd like for you to win, but the job is don't do that. Yeah, I, I have more. I have more. Uh, there's more room for error for Lane Kiffin or Mike Bianco than there is the assistant women's track and field coach. Just is what it is. Is that right? No, it's not right. Is it fair? It's not fair. But it is. I mean, are we living in real life or utopia? You tell me which, because I think we're living in the real world. Yeah. And in the real world, there's different standards. Yeah. If you're the Lakers, right, does LeBron have more leverage than the 13th dude? Yeah. Of course. It's a, it's a hell of a story. If you're Buffalo, there's, I mean, we're having hand raised guys. If you're Buffalo, you're in a room right now with some people and hand raised guys. You need good ones. You need a good one because someone goes. I mean, I'm in that room going, okay, somebody make the case for him staying. Someone make the case for he's got to go. Let's hear it. 
And then I kind of want someone to go give me the case for the, give me the reaction for the casual fan, our female fan. Give me the reaction for, let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. Because, and then you have to get on the same page. You have to have a unified front. And you need a decision quickly. It can't well, linger out You there. need a decision before your opener. Yeah. On that Thursday night. You're on national primetime against the Super Bowl champs, yeah. and you need to be figured this out. Because if he trots out, I mean, I guess you could tell Josh, hey, whatever you do, Josh, we can't punt. So, okay. <laughs> Touchdowns or interceptions, buddy. Nope, we can't punt. Because the first time he trots out to punt, that's the story. Oh, 100%. I mean. And, you know, and I can't cut him. And I get where the Players Association are like, so you're, you're punishing him. You're assuming guilt. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I do too. So I pay him. And I tell the Players Association, no, we, 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 he's getting his money. Yeah. He's employed. And if he's if we if we see anything that he is innocent, then sure, He'll, go, yeah, him. boom away. But yeah. but we can't. He can't play like this. He can't be a visible member of our organization. It, it's yeah. it's why the NFL came back when the five game suspension on Deshaun Watson. When the reaction from the public was that's not enough. They went okay. Uh, okay, it can't be. We we got to go for a year. I'm we obviously don't have sound on. I'm seeing from social media that. They're saying Amazon is doing a great job with the broadcast here on this. It's Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet. Yeah. I'm going to guess it's really good. I mean, when I first looked up, it was like Kirk Herbstreet on an NFL game, and then you're like, yeah. he's very talented, and Al Michaels is one of the best broadcasters in the history of the planet. Yeah. Yeah, apparently it's exceptional, just it's, from it, judging it, by social media. It's going to be very good. They spent a ton of money. They must believe it's going to work. It's just such a changing landscape. It's what... I get that it's a newer TV and everything else, and I get that whatever, but the I mean, the streaming picture is really good. Oh, that was not a good pass, however. That wasn't Lance, was it? They've got like a backup or somebody playing tonight. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't watching. I don't think that was Lance, but I could be wrong. I saw an ESPN mock a minute ago, by the way, that had uh, Will Anderson one, Jalen Carter two. Okay. Just the hell of it. Yeah, I can buy that. All right, we'll open up the phones here on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. I know I need to post that number, so I will do that here uh, momentarily. Appreciate Braden Gall. I know not everybody did, but you know what? That's okay. You don't have to. Not everybody has to agree with that. Here's the great part about this. Starting next week, Chase. They're going to like play games and stuff. They're going to play games. There's going to be scoreboards. They're gonna and, and the scoreboards when they open are gonna say zero to zero, fifteen minutes first quarter. Someone's gonna, gonna kick a ball. Someone's gonna kick a ball and away we go. And then none of the talking heads. My God, this mock draft has Anthony Richardson tenth overall to the Giants. I just don't see it. I mean, I know it's becoming my where's, hated player where, for Where's Levis? Eight. Two. Uh not that it matters. Yeah, completely not. But um Lions. Okay. You're suddenly okay with that now with the coaching change, though, aren't you? Yeah. That's not the stigma that it would have had for no. a long time. No, he's he's sharp. Got a great staff. Have you looked at his staff? His staff is full of former really good NFL players. Got the right, Bengals taking a corner from South Carolina. I can see that. 
So phone lines open, 662-259-8563 is that number. And um, Tyler Van Dyke, the quarterback at Miami, 24 to the Seahawks. Oh, t- interception for the 49ers. That should have been a touchdown. The Lions have the Rams pick this year, too. Um, so their second first round pick is John Robinson. Hey, Carlo, who do we have? Hey, uh, this is Drew in hey. Madison. Hey, Drew, what's up? Oh, nothing much. Uh, appreciate the show tonight. Um, look, I got two things. Uh, one is uh, I sympathize with you, Neil, with the McCready, McCready thing. Yeah. Um, my last name is Coker, C-O-K-E-R. And, uh, but for some reason, people who never took phonics like to say Cocker. And, uh, but but how? Because Cocker would be C O C K. C O C K. I know that's. It seems common sense to me. But uh, I went to a, a small private school in Yazoo City, growing up. Manchester run track and Man- now? Manchester Academy. Yeah, that's where. Yeah, yeah. yes, sir. My, and, uh, my cousins Amy and well, Jill went to Manchester. Look at you pulling out M I M A I S Mississippi yeah. schools there. Ryan wow, Scott would be so proud. Right I know, now, Neil. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I used to run track, and whenever I would win, uh, I would or come place or something, they would always announce my name, Drew Cocker, and it kind of just took the the joy out of it. To be yeah. honest, so I appreciate someone standing up for you know pronouncing your name properly. Yeah, I, I would make a tackle, and they would say McCready, and it 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 hurt, it hurt me. <laughs> Well, look, I, I've made a point to try to nail it in my head, McCready, so uh, I won't ever make that mistake. But uh, anyway, my, my real question is, I heard y'all talking about Notre Dame and like, the SEC being very <clears throat> uh, motivated to make sure they say independent because they could potentially make the Big Ten um, a superior league. But my question is, and I, maybe this is biased, recency bias, because the SEC the last, I don't know, 15 years has been you know, just so – superior in so many ways but you know the major brands in the big 10 right is ohio state michigan maybe michigan state uh wisconsin's Iowa. a big brand wisconsin's a big brand um penn Wisconsin, state's yeah. a big brand yeah like you mentioned now usc is going to be a really big brand i mean i think ucla to some degree is a big brand i mean it's it's look it's i, I it's easy to shoot that league down a little bit but those are i was a pretty big brand indiana can be a big yeah. brand in basketball ucla certainly is in basketball it's it, it's, it's 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 but big I boys mean, you look at uh you look at i mean you have texas oklahoma coming in those are both very big brands yes but then you have lsu alabama georgia florida auburn tennessee sure um just right off the top and yep. they've all competed or won championships outside of tennessee i guess in the last, you know, 15 years. And when was the last time Wisconsin, Michigan State, Michigan? Yeah, so this yeah, is where – this guys. is that this is that conversation, though, right, where it's – it's Drew, where it's yeah. about – it's it, it, it brand doesn't necessarily correlate with championships. And so yeah, from, a, from a TV standpoint, from an eyeball standpoint, like when was the last time Texas won shit, right? But – Yeah, the Mac Brown. <laughs> yeah, but Texas is a big brand. Texas moves yeah. the needle. Whether we like we we love to make fun of Texas, yet Texas Texas is a huge, huge alumni base. They have a massive uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
uh, money um, endowment. Endowment. Thank you. Endowment. Uh, yeah. It's it's just a big big brand, and and USC is a big big brand, and and you go, what what the Big Ten schools have is a, a, a collection of huge alumni bases that are just bring lots of eyeballs, and our big brands have lots of money. They're they're big. Do they have more money than the SEC schools do? I mean, that's kind of what the vibe I get is that they just got these huge colleges with huge alumni bases, more they, than well, a lot of SEC schools. They have, bigger, they have bigger endowments, but that yeah. doesn't necessarily translate to either athletic department revenue or booster fundraising dollars. Right, right. Those are all different. Yeah, because, I, mean, I mean, you're not going to – just because – School X has a larger endowment does not mean they're willing to put that into a football program. You don't use endowment in that way, obviously. So, no, I mean, SEC schools are still going to have as much or more athletic funding ability as is anyone in the Here's country. the bottom line. As long as the SEC has is adding Texas and Oklahoma and the Big Ten is adding USC and UCLA, if it stops there, they're the two biggest leagues. You can sit around and have an argument as to which one's what, whatever. It doesn't matter. They're both going to be – Filthy freaking rich. The SEC just doesn't want yeah. the Big Ten to add Notre Dame. Notre Dame's a, Notre Dame's a game changer. It's so weird to me because I just don't feel like Notre Dame adds a whole lot. But they're really good at all three sports. And to me, if I'm the SEC, if they add Notre Dame, I'm adding Oklahoma State and North Carolina. Oklahoma State is good at all three major sports. Yeah, but Oklahoma State's Man. nothing resembling the brand that is Notre Dame. Really. I mean, so Notre, Notre Dame is. Well, then who do you get? Can't, you can't get. There Kansas isn't one. There isn't one. There isn't one. No, I mean, people make movies about Notre Dame, the Gipper and yeah, Rudy, right. and I mean, nobody's <laughs> making movies about Oklahoma State football. Yeah, it doesn't mean they're going to win a national title. It's, it just means it's, it's that it's not about brand. winning. It's just Notre Dame is. Look, they have a national fan base that watches and shows. Yeah, them they've been on NBC by themselves on a contract for how long now? Fifty years, <laughs> I don't know. Early nineties, at least. Yeah, I mean, right? so who else? No, no other team in the, no other school in the country can claim that. Yeah, it's just so crazy to me that it's so brand centric. You know, without results, I guess. But I, I mean, Notre Dame's been in the playoff several times, so it makes sense, I guess. I just think like there's nobody else to add. Like North Carolina doesn't really. I mean, outside of basketball and and, and middle of the pack football team. It's just not a lot there, but academically it helps. But they they seem to yeah. be in the Big Ten. I, I think if if the Big Ten adds Notre Dame, and and as of today, I'm not convinced it's going to happen. But if if it happens, I think the SEC has to immediately figure out a way to break up the ACC and add North Carolina, Virginia. Those are the two that would would give some. You'd be able. It's not about winning. It's not about football programs. It's just about eyeballs and branding and perception and reputation and that's that's where they'd have to go that's why the sec desperately wants the big 10 and notre dame to not get married september 7th 1991 that's a long time that they've owned their they've had an exclusive deal with a major network Mm -hmm. nobody else can say that i mean it sounds like notre dame has no interest in and joining a conference. I think they'd rather stay independent. I think it's like uh, Braden was saying a minute ago, as long as they are, uh, as long as they have a path to a playoff and they can be competitive, I, I, I think they'd prefer to kind of control their own destiny. Yeah. Well, guys, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Y'all have a great night. You're welcome. Thank, thank you. you. You want some fodder? I just pulled it up. Uh, the Athletic was doing coaching tiers for the 2022 season, and they have Lane Kiffin in uh, 
tier two, but technically, well, it's tier two because they have Saban in a tier by himself. Um, hey, who do we have? Uh, this is Bennett from Oxford. Hey, Bennett, what's up? So, this has just been a story I've been focusing on today. It's about South Carolina's mascot. Yeah. We read this this morning. Go ahead. So, as of now, uh, about 75% of the vote is in. And Cock Commander, of course, is still winning by a very large margin. Of course it is. <laughs> but the second place. Was there, any, was there any chance in any world, Bennett, that Cock Commander would not win? Uh, not in this world. This yeah. world I knew immediately when I read Cock Commander was an option. That was it. Yeah. Like, it's just, they're going to pick that one. Yeah. <laughs> My personal second favorite is like Cluck Morris. That'd be a cool mascot name, honestly. <laughs> it would be, it would be in, in a in a world where it were the it were the lead option. Yes, but once I mean, <laughs> Cock Commander. You, you throw Cock Commander on there. You just know people are going to intrinsically vote for it. There's probably like some aspect of human psychology dealing with this. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, for, for for anyone that's been under a rock, Carolina is having to rename its mascot because there was a fight between the old owners and the new owners of the rooster about uh, how it basically got a haircut um, is is what happened there. And some pissed off feelings got involved and they no longer could use uh, Sir Big Spur for the name of the South Carolina mascot. Right now, South Carolina is wishing they had gotten this resolved a long time ago. Oh, God. <laughs> of all things today, for this to be yeah, it. Because, ladies and gentlemen, here is Cock Commander is probably not something that the university deep down wanted to happen. Well, I mean, the PA now this... announcer, now welcome to the 50-yard line. <laughs> Cock Commander. <Yeah. laughs> Look There's at him another, strut. This was a little bit more under the radar today, but Auburn has a motivational poster. Shocked. And the title of this motivational poster is Are You Really Hard? What else is on the poster? Uh, if you are a winner, and it's a, there are two acronyms for hard. Okay. <laughs> if you're a winner, you are hungry to get better, accountable to your team, relentless in your pursuit of excellence, determined to do whatever it takes to win, <laughs> stuff like that. But I'm just thinking, this could also be the tagline for Viagra. <laughs> could be. I was just thinking, this is the perfect, the perfect uh, Seattle's commercial. They were the ones that did the there bathtubs, that, right? You were in, they were in yeah, separate bathtubs. Earlier, and it was uh, Pete Carroll throwing around the football with his team. And uh, the retweet caption of it was, this looks like it could be a Seattle's commercial. I never did understand. I never did understand the bathtubs. No, they're in different uh, bathtubs. Up on top of the hill, too. Like, how did you haul the bathtub up there? Who filled it up with water? Doesn't the water get cold? And here, but, here, but here's the deal. We're still talking about this 20 years so later. So it worked. It's a win. That is a victory. It tells you that it worked. Do you think it worked on in, intentionally or by accident? I don't know. I'm kind of Googling right now to figure out what the backstory is. Well, I'm going to let you all go. Y'all have a great night. All right, Thank Bennett. You. Thank you. It just never made sense. But you're right, it worked. Super Bowl 2003 is when it started. The Seattle's commercial? With the bathtubs. Right. Yeah. Hey, caller, who do we have? Hey, this is Steve in Greenville. Hey, Steve, what's up? Hey, not much. Have either of y'all read the book, What If? By Matt Brown? 
No. I, I can't say that I have, no. It's about uh, the history of conference realignment. In the late 70s, Army-Navy applied to join the Ivy League. Ivy League turns them down. Well, flash forward to 81, and the Ivy League was in danger of losing their Division One. So they approached Army-Navy and Northwestern about joining. Army-Navy turns them down again. But everybody was convinced that Northwestern was about to go to the Ivy League, and the Big Ten commissioner called Pittsburgh up and said, if they go, we're going to offer you. Oh, I bet Pittsburgh was pretty excited about that. I bet they were. The other one I found interesting was how UCLA was one vote away from not getting into the Pac-10. Really? They were going to take San Jose State over them. Wow. When was this? What year? This was in the 50s. The okay. Pac-10 had just broken up in the, I think it was the mid-50s, because for a month, there was cheating going on. Players were getting paid, if you can believe that. No, I don't, and, I don't believe that at all, Steve. No. And UCLA was the dominant culprit in, in that ordeal. Well, Idaho decided not to, keep, not to stay in the Pac-10, and UCLA basically crawled on their hands and knees and uh, got back in when the conference reformed. But the conference basically ran their program for five or six years to make sure they weren't cheating. That's interesting. I, who, who wrote the book? A guy by the name of Matt Brown. Matt Brown. Okay. I'll have to look for that. That's in, That sounds interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's been a fascinating read. All right. I just thought y'all find it interesting. I know what Big Ten fans y'all are. Of yeah. course. All yeah. right. All right. Have a, have a good night, folks. You too. Bye. So what I was saying, there's a huge group. It's like 19 or 20 coaches or whatever it is they have in this group. But they have Kiffin in a group with Mac Brown, Troy Calhoun, Matt Campbell, Paul Chris, Dave Clawson, Mario Cristobal, Kirk Ferens, Pat Fitzgerald, P.J. Fleck, James Franklin, Mike Gundy, Dana Holgerson, Mike Leach, Gus Malzahn, Jeff Munkin, Billy Napier, Pat, Mar- Pat Narduzzi, Shiano Shaw, and Mark Stoops. It's a pretty exclusive company, frankly. That's Tier 2? It's Tier 2. It says, call it the proven goods tier. Of the coaches listed in Tier 2, 19 are entering at least their 10th season as head coaches at FBS level. If you include Brown and Shiano, both of whom are in their second acts at their current schools, those in the nine of the 19 coaches are entering have at least 10 years at one school. Um, and then talking about there's only one national title winner in the group. That's Brown at Texas, obviously. But a lot of other people, obviously, have had a lot of distinguished careers in this. So tier one is just saving. Tier one A is just saving. Okay. And then tier one B, I guess is what they called it. Okay. Is Ryan Day, Luke Fickle, Jimbo, Harbaugh, Kelly, Riley, Smart, Swinney, and Whittingham. Okay. I can't argue with that. The other story I had up, just if anybody was curious, is they ranked all college football teams from 1 to 131. 
Okay. And the non-conference opponents, which is what I was more interested in today for Ole Miss, they have Troy at 81. Okay. They have Tulsa at 98, which that's not really what we've heard. People have right. been a little higher on Tulsa from what, what we have gathered throughout yeah. this uh, this process. And then Georgia Tech at 90. Wow, that program has really fallen. They are the third worst Power 5 team in the country. So what about the SEC teams? The SEC teams? Pretty high. I'm guessing Alabama's one. Alabama's one. Georgia's three. A&M's eight. Scrolling. Kentucky, 18. Okay. Arkansas, 23. Tennessee, 24. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss, 27. Iowa, 33, by the way. Go on, guys. LSU, 35. Florida, 36. State, 37. Auburn, 52. Ooh. South Carolina, 51. Okay. Missouri, 54. Okay. And then wherever the hell Vanderbilt Vanderbilt's is. probably like 100-ish. It'd be a little higher than that, I think. But I could have missed 88. 88. Hey, who do we have? Hey guys, it's Bobbin. Hey Bobbin, what's up, man? Nothing much. And Neil, we got beef. You got we got a beef? Yeah. Okay, what, beef. what do we got? All right, man. So someone posted I think it was a thread about uh Hulk Smash, Brandon Bolden. Okay. And how it's just kind of crazy considering his college career that he's still in the NFL. I think he's what on like year twelve or what? And uh Someone posted the uh, the all time classic Houston Nut uh, circle of the Untrustables yeah. picture, and um, I think I actually tagged you because I did not know that there were outside tiers to the circle of the Untrustables. I think there was. I don't remember what the tier after it was, but I do remember the last tier was the uh, the world of the uninvested. Yeah. I do and recall I there being multiple levels. You. I was like, and look. What, did, I was very surprised you were not on the world of the uninvested. Where was I? You weren't even on there. Oh, really? I was flabbergasted. Yeah. You were very on there the day you broke protocol and reported on DT, DT Shackleford. Yeah, I was. They were. They were. That was. A you day, were off the board. That was the day that I was uninvested. You were un- exiled into whatever the next world untrustable. was. Untrustable. Yeah, <laughs> he would not want you in the foxhole over in the war in Afghanistan. No, he would not. <laughs> he would not. You know, if not. that's the speech you got to bring out about the foxholes before you play Fresno, you know you got some problems hey, later in the year. It worked. They won. <laughs> Wasn't that what everybody got all pissed because Pete had them like only eating like a Chick Fil A sandwich a piece or something on the bus on the way back? There some, was some sort of cost something. cutting measure with the the, the meals. That was, Although that was a that was an interesting time where everybody was mad at everybody. <laughs> That remains one of the most fascinating post games I have ever seen in my life. Fresno, Which one was that? Ole Miss beat At Fresno. Ole Miss beat Fresno in 2011. Is it 2011 or 2010? Yeah. 2010. That was, that was his last win. I thought that was at home. Was that the last one? Was at Fresno? I think so. 2010 okay. was at home. Okay, because sure. Masoli played in 2010. 
Yeah, because they beat Kentucky. This was 2011. Thank God Jeremiah Masoli was on that day. He should have won the Heisman. Well, you know what? You say that, although I think in hindsight. It would have been better off. You'd have been better off if Masoli had not been on that team and you could have just gone 1-11 and and, and ended it. It would have sucked at the time. Huh? Y'all still think they hired Hugh Freeze? If it's a year early, see, I don't think they fire Nut at the end of ten, no matter how bad it is. Really, one on eleven? Yeah. See, I'm 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 of the other side that I think he gets twelve, no matter what, or eleven, no matter what. Pete hated him, and he hated Pete. What well, would have been one on eleven? And well, I guess everyone it hated Pete. There's a lot of truth to yeah, that. Yeah, Pete had no. But one on eleven, Chase. They beat Fresno thirty-eight twenty-eight. There. Yeah, in yeah. eleven. You're talking about 10. Yeah. The, the one, they would have won two games in 10. They would have beaten Tulane. Maybe. Dude. <laughs> it was bad. What was the more demoralized team? Orgeron's last year or Nuts last year? Oh, God. I wasn't here for Orgeron's last year, was so some, I don't know. Okay, no, but it's, it's a different question. The Orgeron team might have been more demoralized, but they were so much more talented. So, like, they, they thought they should have been winning games. Chase, the 2011 team, the team captain the week of the Alabama game went fishing intentionally to get suspended. He did. Players allegedly were in the parking lot smoking joints before games. That's accurate. Tell me a more demoralized team. But are you demoralized or are you just – Well, I mean, okay. Checked demor- out. Demor- checked out. Yeah, don't give a damn. Completely ambivalent. Demoralized. I mean, pick your word, but it's also all... was that. And I'm, I'm I'm getting my really poor. I'm getting my poor ends to tenures confused because I've dealt with several of them over the course <laughs> of the years. Was it Orgeron's last bunt? It was Orgeron's 07 team that had they been good enough for a bowl, God help them, they would have had like 63 ineligible players or something. It was at least 31. Yeah, it was like they literally couldn't have had a team because they didn't have eligibility. Had the 2007 Ole Miss team somehow, someway been bowl eligible at the bowl game, they would have been without at least 30 players. Yeah. Based on what did they do? Just they flunked out. They They didn't get enough credits. Yeah, they didn't get enough credits. I do remember that it was one of the things because I first got here in March of 08. And I started asking people, like, because I remember, I'll never forget it, going to the first Ole Miss spring practice in 2008. And I noticed two things, three things. One, it was really cold. Two, that was a really talented team. I was kind of stunned because I've been been covering the league, which meant that I didn't cover Ole Miss because they sucked. And I hadn't seen them. And then the third thing was, my God, the body language was bad. So bad. I was like, I don't even think they realized they were a good team because they were just so beaten down. No, they had no idea they were good. It, but, but, it's why I give Houston a little bit of an early pass because he had to completely rebuild them. Oh, sure. Are you kidding? He did a really good job. 2008 was a phenomenal coaching job. Yeah. Could all that stuff I that mean, he did work. If they don't lose to Vandy and Wake. Who who all they lose to that year? I know they lost to Bama. It was uh, South, Carolina, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, Wake, and Alabama. Yeah, nine and four. And I think those were all close losses too. I don't think any of those like they were in every single. Yeah, no game no blowout losses. I mean, I think I, I, the Alabama I, I, game was really close, thirty twenty four. Because if they driven down, they would have won with a touchdown. Yeah, I had a receiver open. Shea. Yeah, I I remember 
and I've told this on the thing, I was talking to Tony Fine, I guess right when Nutt was hired or Orgeron was fired, I forget which one, but we had we had Fine or whatever, and I was talking to him, and was like, so, like, you know, we just kind of doing the question of, hey, so what was it like? And he just kind of looked, and he goes, come on, dude, you know. And was, like, yeah. talking about how bad it was under Orgeron, that they had no ability to, there was no organization, nobody cared. I mean, it was completely and utterly off the rails. Is it true that Patrick Willis walked off the field his last year and almost quit? I don't know. Chase? I don't know. I have not heard, heard that, that to the point that I'm 100% sure of it at all. All I remember hearing was someone in the in the program, I was I asked the question to somebody kind of privately, like, what's up with all the body language? And it was like, you don't have any idea how bad this was. We didn't know until we got here, blah, blah, blah. And it was 30-something guys basically have no chance academically. Even with Masoli, they only won 27-13 over Tulane. I know. So I'm telling you. So maybe. Yeah, they lose that game easily. I mean, if it's Nathan Stanley. I still to this day, this is a hot take. If Masoli would have been at Ole Miss when Freeze got there, I think Masoli's a starting quarterback. And I honestly, I've got a lot, a lot of love for Jeremiah Masoli. Oh, yeah. Masoli would have I absolutely been Freeze's quarterback. Oh, God. Yeah. Been really good. He'd have jumped all over that. And Hugh would have done a really good job with a guy like Masoli. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, he was perfect, can run, could, had a great arm, you know, could take hits. But Masoli scored at least 42 play. points four times in 2010. Yeah, he was good. He was a really good player. Almost beat LSU that year. Yeah, should have beaten him. The, 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 Marquis Summers dove in the end zone. They called that stupid penalty. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, God, that pisses me off so bad. I'm almost thinking about going to uh, – so I've never been to Death Valley, and I'm from basically Picayune, which is 10 oh, miles from – You should absolutely go. Listen, all the LSU stuff aside, they, their game day is as good as anybody's in the country – they do it really, really well. No, I get that, Neil. They're just a lot to be around. Yeah, they I, are I get it. To an extent. I get it, but that experience, it's a really cool place to go to a football game. If you've never been, it's a place. What happens if we kick their ass and I'm drunk as shit? They go away. They go away. Yeah. As long as you don't, like. Don't overly antagonize them and you're fine. You know, which is, should be the rule anyway, right? They will give you shit on the way in. Yeah. Just deal just, with it, enjoy it. Shut, it is yeah, what it just is. Just shut up They're and just walk in. They're going to yell tiger bait at me. Though. Yeah, that's yeah. it. It's, no, it's, it's not going to be that big of a deal. And if your team wins, just go celebrate with your fans. And if your team loses, keep your mouth shut. You'll be all right. It's a fun place to go to a game. They do a Their, their pregame thing is, is as good as anybody in college football. It's, it's great. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. It makes me mad because I'm jealous, but I also hate them. I get it, but it's it's a really cool place. To, there's there's something about that setting at seven o'clock at night that is. is that is really remarkable. It really is. There that six thirty to seven thirty minutes before a game starts, and and that place is special. It just is. I do want to go see the Tigers. Yeah, the Tigers badass. Yeah, the Tigers badass, and and the when they do the call in Baton Rouge thing is really cool. And there's it's just a, there's a lot of stuff that they do that's really cool that's kind of unique to that culture, and it's it's. There's a certain way that it feels and looks, and it's different and unique, and it's cool. I mean, it really is. I mean, you can hate them, love them, whatever. It's it's a really cool place to go to a game. Which, on that note, Chase, just tell me if I'm completely out of line and you don't even think from a PR standpoint this is feasible. Okay. I've been, ever since they did the whole unveiling of Tony, which was a disaster, um, I've been on the boat that they should just readopt the black bear. And this is where I kind of go overboard with it. According to a lot of my friends, they're just like, there's no way they could pull this off. Build an exhibit, adopt an adorable ass baby black bear from a Memphis zoo, have a poor man's Mike, the tiger. I said that at the time yeah. and they just, they just wouldn't do it. Did you? Okay, I did. so it's not just me that thinks that would have been a good idea. No, I always thought the bear... Because if you were going to do it, you had to go all in. That's it, right there. So what you had to do years ago when you said, okay, we're going with the bear, you had to do a handful of things. And I told Michael Thompson this. You have to go start the process of, 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 of getting a bear. Whatever that looks like. And you got to go into your book. When, when I walk into your bookstore... I've got to see stuffed bears. Yeah, the with, teddy bears couldn't just be to the Rebels Kids Club. They had to be everywhere. They had to be everywhere. Teddy bears with Ole Miss shirts or whatever on it. You had to have a – and you had to go embrace the mascot, and when the old people bitched, you had to go shut up. I don't care. You can bitch all you want. Because what were they going to really do? When they were oh, I'll stop coming to your games. No, you're not. What else are you going to do? What are you going to do instead? Go to Walmart? I mean, it's not like there's a professional team in Mississippi that you're going to shift your money to. I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm just being real. 
They don't have anything unless so they're just want, a diehard Saints or a diehard Titans fan. Well, but even then, that's – I mean, if you live in – pick a town, Amory. Nashville's four and a half, five hours away. So is New Orleans. It's, it's not replacing what you do. You're not shifting your loyalty to Mississippi State or to Delta State or to Southern Miss or whatever. You're just going to bitch for a minute, and then you'll get over it. That was their mistake. Their mistake was and, instead of just shoving the bear down people's throats and going, it is what it is, get get, get over it, by now, think about it. That, what year was that? That was 2000 when I first got here, 2008, 2009. By now, people would people by now would be cool with the bear. No one would be talking about it. Especially if they did that and actually – put something on campus that you could take your small children to to go see and be like, oh, look at that. Of course, that was all about the heartstrings, right, where they see that, and then you go to the bookstore, and you buy the stuffed bear, and you tuck little Jimmy and little Johnny and little Jenny into bed at night, clutching their stuffed bear, and 15 years later, those five-year-olds or sophomores or juniors yeah, Jenny goes to her first game, and she goes in the bookstore, and suddenly she's carrying around like a lovey. And like her. I said, you have a 100 of those kids. Are you going to get all 100? Nope. Nope. You're not going to get them all. Are you going to go 0 for 100? Nope. You're going to get some of them, and you're going to get heartstrings. But they – look, the word's cowardly. They, they, they chickened out of it. They caught commandered out of it. They did. They were scared. And so they did this shark thing that was just not well thought out. And it's never taken off. It never worked. It didn't work. It, it's so frustrating to me because I feel like their whole mentality about it was scared. And honestly, I mean, you knew you were going to lose a certain segment of the fan base that is just that hardcore, like, Colonel Reb southern tradition stuff but honestly how many of those guys actually it's a attended the school b spend money either academically or athletically for that school well here's the better question vibin do you want the 75 year old demographic or the 25 year old demographic yeah yeah give, give me the give me the younger ones all day every time all day um y'all got five more minutes yeah all right i kind of I was thinking about how, how to word this because I just think it's fascinating. It's really about Lane's recruiting strategy and how I think it's kind of changed up from heavy on the transfer portal to now I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think he's starting to realize he's going to, he thinks they should go more high school route, still bring a bunch of transfer kids in, but not lean on it as heavily. Does that sound right to y'all? I think so. Um, I think some of it's just supply and demand. He's just had the ability to get more high school players that are good. Yeah, and then some of it is just the market's just weird, and so you're as weird as this sounds. I don't know why we talk in code anymore because it's it's all perfectly legal. I think the market is just in flux. Um, for a while, the the transfer I mean, portal. Not for, to cut you off, there's a reason Oregon got Dante Dowdell, and it, they didn't, and it wasn't because of the lack of trying. Yeah, sure. And for a while, the the transfer portal was cheap, and now it looks like it might be going expensive. And it looks like the high school portal. I mean, the high school market, the elite five star market's insane, but after that, the four star market, if you will, is is more affordable than the top of the transfer portal market. It's just, it's that, and I don't know if 
he got really spooked about the whole team chemistry thing. He did that for sure. Um, look, because he was pretty blunt about that. I thought. Yeah, it's 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 been something they've had to deal with. Um, look, when you when you get guys out of the portal, you make promises, and then when you if I say break promises, that has a negative connotation. But if you bring guys in thinking they're going to be something and then they're not quite what you thought they were and someone beats them out for a job, you're going to have feelings. And all these guys have families and all these guys have people around them and parents and moms and dads and all of that stuff. And it, it's it gets complicated. And I think some of that stuff has happened, not just at Ole Miss, but at a lot of places. And you realize it is different than bringing in the high school kid who walks in day one from fill-in-the-blank high school knowing that, hey, there's a decent chance I'm going to have to pay my dues for a little bit. The transfer portal guys, a lot of them think they've already paid their dues, and they had multiple choices, and they pick you based on some of the promises you made, and if those promises aren't fulfilled, it infiltrates its way into the locker room a little bit and creates some issues. It happens. I mean, it worked out wonderfully last year, but they didn't rely on it as much. Granted, the ones they took in the portal, and I mean, I don't mean this as a knock on the kid, but I mean, Pearson, he played and he contributed, but... But he was a walk-on. Springer and Chan. He was a walk-on. And I mean, Springer was a... Springer was a guy who had to sit out a year. I mean, Chance... Help me out here. Besides Chance Campbell, who else was a true transfer portal guy who stepped in and played right away? Well, damn, now what I think about it, because I forgot Springer had to sit a year. I mean, your only other even option is Jakir Pearson. Yeah, but he was a walk-on. Yeah. So it was just chance. From a straight, I came and I played immediately. I transfer portal, I stepped in, I played, I stepped into a role and played. Yes. Unless there's something I'm running back that first year he sat, right? Say it again. Mark Robinson. And he was a walk-on, He got there too. a year early, but he was still playing. Mark was a favor that just turned out really yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, Mark was just, just – he knew Otis. Yeah. And they got like, incredibly lucky on that one. Well, they did. I mean, luck and luck counts. Um, but but in terms of – but he doesn't fit the mold of transfer portal guy. Only I think only Chance did. And so now you have a team that has 17, 18 of those guys. I mean, I, I, I think we talked – did we talk about this this morning? Or was this me and Tyler today? I've done so many podcasts that it all runs together. It's the part that we don't know yet. Not just Ole Miss, but – Pick your school that signed double-digit transfer portal guys. We don't know. South Carolina, Southern California, LSU. LSU, Arkansas, uh, Missouri. We don't know yet whether there's going to be a chemistry problem. We we won't know. But there's going to be some team that three weeks into the season we're going to be like, what's wrong with them? And the odds are overwhelming that it's going to be a chemistry thing. We still don't know what that, who that's going to be yet. No one knows. This is still, man, you guys know this. This is still really uncharted waters. Like, where does this, what happens with this? What happens when you bring. The whole sport right now, honestly. Yeah. What happens when you bring 18 guys into your program from other programs and go, you're playing? What does that look like? I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it's great. Maybe it's awful. Maybe it works its way out over the course of a season. Maybe it becomes the new normal. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, for sure. Last thing, going to y'all's head, all the receivers and tight ends are healthy. Who leads the team of receiving yards this year? Shaylen Robinson. Malik Keith. I, I said the same thing. Which? 
I think it's Kevin Robinson. Okay. Yeah, but all right, guys. Appreciate y'all taking the call. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate you. You could be right on Robinson. Sure. Why not? The question is, we, we, we don't know who the quarterback is, and we don't know where they look for a safety valve. Right. Because if you I mean, if we're talking about straight receiving, not big play potential or anything, I mean, maybe Jordan Watkins in the slot catches 12 balls a game. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Sure. I mean. Maybe it's J.J. Henry. Maybe it's Trigg. Maybe it's Kyron Heath. That would shock me. Heath? Yeah. Yeah, probably shock me too. He led the team in receiving. That would be. I bet he catches a bunch of balls. Who catches more balls, Trigg or Heath? Trigg. Hey, who do we have? Hey, uh, this is Drew again. I'm sorry for the double call, but – uh, I was listening to an earlier call about the black beer and yeah. the whole, all that. Man, I agree 100%. I actually had a buddy who was in the athletic department at the time, and he said they were actually trying to do what y'all are talking about, which is like the Mike the Tiger type deal or whatever, that somehow there was, because we didn't have a vet school, there was like this whole thing or whatever. And Chase, you might be able to speak to that or whatever. But talk to Paris. He probably knows because he was still, he was there even then. Um, but yeah, they, they definitely thought about doing the whole live enclosure thing and it got kind of shut down by the state apparently is what I was told. Um, I could see where you but, would actually need resources to handle the animal on campus. That, that 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 makes but I mean, like, logical is it that sense. Hard? We got vets in Oxford. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm actually gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna agree here. Is it, I mean, fair enough. I always said if you're gonna do the land shark thing, you gotta you know instead of spending all that money on uh, what is a land shark? You gotta you literally have to put a, a infield aquarium. I always said around the base and just put a bunch of great white great white sharks and just uh, scare the <laughs> shit out of everybody. I think that's the best way to do it, honestly. But a, but a great white shark is not a land shark. Well, but it's, you know, is there even, there's no such thing as a land shark. I mean, at this point, you just kind of like, you made up your own reality. You know? So if there's no such thing as it, I mean. I'm not disagreeing. I know, it was just a bad idea. A shark thing. You just put a, a, a shit ton of hammerheads and just do a just shark a out there and you just see what happens. And I promise you. The opposing sideline would be scared as hell. Call San Jose, the NHL team, and go, where do I get that costume? Yeah, and be this just the sharks. Done. Not a land shark. Just a shark shark. I'm with you. Look, I mean. Or just be a catfish. Or be a catfish. No, I say so. I say if you're. I don't know if you want to pick a mascot that literally is a bottom feeder. You do the flood, the Mississippi flood. Do like a two lane type. The Mississippi flood logo from the twenties or whatever it is. I think. I mean, look. Like, if we really, I, I know we're all kind of making jokes, but in all seriousness, when I was redoing it, I would have gone back to the flood. I have a T-shirt from an Ole Miss thing that uh, it has the old Mississippi flood mascot, and I'm like, if you're going to have a mascot, do that. If not, just don't have one and forget about it. It doesn't matter. We haven't had a mascot in what twenty years. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> Apparently you have one now, though it's just it's 
the a, lizard. It's a Labrador retriever. Oh. Yeah. Look, hey, there, there are worse things. It could be Reveille. You know. That's true. The difference. It's not the dog's fault. The difference at A and M is that right. whoever came up with it, they stuck with it, and now it's be- among their people. It's beloved. We can all make fun of it, but it's, it's beloved with them. How amazing would it be to be in a cult? You know, you think about it. Like they have no. You're gonna need to clip that one for tomorrow. They're all in. You know. <laughs> yeah. Look seriously, just yeah. Go to any Aggie wedding and watch the war hymn done by the people in attendance, and you go, "Oh my god." <laughs> yeah. Nope. What I chicken is having its head cut camp. off in a minute? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever heard of Camp Ozark? Uh, yeah. And uh, what's it called? Uh, Mount Ida, Arkansas. Yeah. It's the worst place ever. I, I hate it, but. Um, Anyway, worst summer of my life, but man, the A and M people there—I remember just being shocked at how insane. I mean, they would every morning we'd wake up and they would sit there and they do their their chants and their little gigum, you know, the 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 weird stuff the male cheerleaders do every day. It, they just thought that was normal, man. And and in some way, I kind of envied them, you know, the bliss of just not giving a crap, you know. The lack of free will is an interesting way to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're all in, you're all in. I guess. So, anyway, look, I appreciate the call, guys. All right, yeah, Drew. No problem. Thanks. Bye. I hadn't been to an A&M game. I'm going in uh, October. Oh. Uh, I'll be happy to report back. Can't wait. <laughs> I'm not going to like it at all, am I? I mean, they want to saw Bevo's horns off. Rude. That's terrible. That's not nice. No. I don't think Bevo would go for that. It's going to take more than one one dude to go, to go pull that off. Hey, who do we have? Where's Grind? What's up, Grind? No, man. You guys able to hear me? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I hear you good. Okay, cool, 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 man. Guess I'll get straight to it. Hey, first off, man, that boy and God, dude. I, you know, I know he be on XM. I, I listen to him sometimes on Sunday when I'm riding around during the season. He has some takes, man. He does, yeah. I mean, I, I like opinions. I don't have a problem with opinions. If he's wrong, he's wrong. I'd rather I'd rather somebody have some opinions than just go chalk. Okay, look. Before I get to what I you know want to talk to you guys about, I'm gonna just just throw this out there right quick. If I told you that there's a team last year that won eight games in the regular season, they returned their head coach. They return both of their coordinators, and they return both of their quarterback. What do you think Vegas would set their over/under to be for win totals? Well, I know who you're talking about. Um, the Razorbacks. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would think I would think the over/under would be nine, at least eight, maybe nine, maybe eight and a half, maybe even as much as nine. But that's not where theirs is like six and a half or six even. Mm-hmm. That that, that doesn't like that doesn't like you don't think Vegas trying to tell you something with that. Um, I don't know. I think part of it is is that it's the name. Um, part of it is they're not giving them credit for some of the wins that they got. I don't. Here's the part with Arkansas where I think they're underselling them is I think they're underselling a couple of their losses. They lose by one at Ole Miss, and they scared mm-hmm. the hell out of Alabama in November. Go back and watch that game. Yeah, but I don't think, okay, 
if they okay, let's just say they do. I mean, that was listen. That was the that was the first that was the first game that Bryce Young won the Heisman. If Alabama doesn't have an elite quarterback that day, I'm telling you, Grind, they're in trouble. I watched that game. Yeah. If if Bryce Young's not elite, they're in trouble. So they lost two games on the road last year to quarterbacks who were elite. Matt Corral was literally perfect against Arkansas, and Bryce Young was special in that game. And they should have lost to Mississippi State. I was at that game. It was super close. It could have gone either way. And that's that's what I'm saying. Like if if you if you're gonna say, hey, they 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 almost beat Ole Miss last year, they can get that game. But they should have lost Mississippi State last year, and they probably gonna lose that one in Starkville. And I know you said all that great stuff about Arkansas and how they played in Tuscaloosa, just for when Arkansas play Alabama, you gonna pick them to lose by 14 or more in Neil's picks. Oh sure, so, sure, but that's Alabama. I mean, but but if you told me, here's the thing about Arkansas. I think some people Vegas sets lines as traps. And a lot of people look at Cincinnati and go, ooh, they were in the whatever bowl last year. And Liberty, ooh, they were in, they were really good with Malik Willis. They don't have Malik Willis. No, I think they handle Cincinnati. I think they, 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 they handle, see, I think they handle, if you told me they lose a non-league game, it's BYU. BYU. It, it's not Cincinnati, sure. it, it's it, not it, Liberty. It's, it's BYU for sure, yeah. for sure, for sure. Yeah, so well, that's, will, that's three will, and one in the non-league. Yeah. I, I think that BYU game, I'm not going to say I picked them to lose as of right now, but I'm curious to see what that line's going to be. But as far as who I think is going to be second in the West, like as of right now, I know I know y'all think I've been probably drinking some Aggie Kool-Aid or something, but I think it's going to be A&M hands down. No, I, I wouldn't. If, if if the football gods came in here today and said, hey, A&M goes second in the SEC West, I'm like, okay, I get it. I mean, there are tons of talent. And look, Haynes King was a big-time recruit. I mean, if Haynes King puts it all together and, and, and leads A&M to a 10-2 and record, am I surprised? No. But I, I think I'm a little bit – I think I'm a little like other people, though, where I'm like, okay, I'm at a point officially with A&M that you're going to have to do it first. I'm, I'm through buying the whole a and is going to be awesome, a and is going to be awesome, and then they're not. True, but you know what makes me say that about A&M? It's the fact that Zach Calzada done brought his ass to the plains, and all I hear is that he is a clear third, a clear third. Yeah, I mean, and, that, and I, I'm like, I'm like, wow, I'm like, I'm like, he really held them back. He held them back. He, like he is, he can't even beat out TJ Finley. Yet he made, and that's the thing. If you were, if he made if throw you after throw, throw against out, Alabama last year. Go back and watch the fourth quarter of that game against Alabama last season, and they—I mean, Calzada was fantastic. I, who knows, man? I mean, look. Here's the deal: two through seven. Nobody knows in the SEC West. I mean, you could, you could throw them in a hat over and over, and because I can, I can take almost every team and make a case for why they're going to be really good, and then I can take every team and make a case for why they're not. I can do it with. I mean, pick your team, and I'll do it right now. Mississippi State. Third-year quarterback. Third-year quarterback, Mike Leach system. Mike Leach's teams typically get better the longer he's there. Um, they got a really good defense. They've got some receivers that he can throw to. There's continuity. Uh, their schedule's not awful at the beginning. They could get some momentum, and they could get hot. Now, how could they suck? Well, they, they're not great on the defensive line. They lost an elite left tackle, and the middle of their schedule is freaking murder. There you go. Oliver. 
Cornerback plays decent. Elite, elite defense. They got big. Really good running back. Finley can manage a game. Uh, They're going to rally around their coach because everybody tried to fire him. They beat Penn State early and they get some momentum. They get LSU at home and look out. The other side, there's just not enough offense. (laughs) But there you go, right? I mean, neither one of those, if I tell you either one of those scenarios, you don't go, oh, no, you're absolutely out of your mind. You might disagree. You might go, I don't think so, Neil, but you don't go, are you drunk? No, you don't do that. And if I do it with LSU, like there's a path for LSU to be a really good team. There's also a path for LSU to be really yeah. mediocre. See, I, I agree with LSU. I see I see a path with that. Before before I let you guys go, man, I want to hit some betting this week, and then I want to do a little quick true and false with y'all. Okay. Uh, with betting this week, uh, you and Tyler talked about it. See, man, I, I agree with you on that Nevada and New Mexico State game. I think Nevada covers that nine, and I like the over 50 and a half in that game. Yeah, I love Nevada minus nine. Yeah, that feels good. Love yeah. it. And for North Texas, UTEP, I, I was with Siski on that. I like North Texas straight up, and I like under 55 in that game. Yeah, I don't know enough to go on the over-under, but I think I like North Texas to win the game. And I was also with you on that UConn, Utah State. I like the over more so than I like the spread, just because, man, I feel like that's a lot of points for a first week. It is. What, what's like Utah State giving? 26 and a half, but UConn sucks. UConn sucks. I like over over 59 and a half, though. And I love Vanderbilt. But over 59 and a half requires Connecticut to score. Right, that's the problem. Because they they might not score. You need help. And Utah State's going to be a pretty good team. 45-14 doesn't go. Like, Like, all you have to know about, well, I mean, Utah State next week at Alabama, the early line on that, is 38 and a half. A lot of time those games with Bama are like 50 points, 49 and a half points. 38 and a half points actually shows a little bit of respect towards the Aggies. Respect. And, and this is the game that, I, that I'm very curious about. It's Vanderbilt versus Hawaii. I did a little, little research for y'all right quick. So y'all know the line opened at minus four, and then it jumped up to minus eight. And the over-under has been sitting at 54. Okay. So – since twenty fifth no, since twenty fourteen, Vanderbilt has played twenty two group of five and FCS teams. They've only beaten those teams by nine or more points ten out of twenty two times. Okay. And for as far as the over under, those same twenty two twenty two teams they've played, the game has only gone over fifty four five out of twenty two times. I don't like the over. Now that doesn't mean I like the under, but I don't like the over. Oh no, I, I I'm taking the under in that yeah. game. I'm not. I'm just not. I mean, I could I could see Vanderbilt covering that eight, but man, I don't know. It's got twenty to thirteen or something all over. It, it. could. I just if, I just think I don't know. Maybe this is me with a little bit of Clark Lee bias. I just think his team's going to be better this year. Not so much better than – not that it's noticeable, but I think they're going to be better. Ray Davis, bitches. Ray Davis, hey, damn right. He's going to light them up. <laughs> and get on that Ray All Davis right, man, train. Let me, do, uh, let me do a little quick true and false with y'all right quick. Just get y'all's initial thoughts, and then I, you know, I uh, hang up with somebody else get on the line. All right. All right. Uh, first one, Utah versus USC. The winner will be the three seed in the playoff. Okay. 
Okay, well, one more no, time. True, true, true or false. One more time. Utah versus USC, the winner of that game is the three seed in the playoff. Three seed in, in true or false? Uh, uh, false. I'm I, not giving up on Oregon running it after losing to Georgia. I'll go true because I actually think Utah could pull that off. I do like okay. Utah a lot. Okay. Okay. Because you have the SEC number two is the four. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, well, I actually think it's, I actually think a second Big Ten team gets in, not a second SEC. Oh. Team oh. That's your okay. In my opinion, uh, number two, every SEC West team goes undefeated in the non-con. I'd have to. Every uh, SEC team goes undefeated. SEC West. No. Every, every SEC West team goes undefeated in the non-con. Okay. Um, I'll go false. True or false? False. I mean, that's 28 games. You got to go 28 no. Um, no, it's 14 or no. Seven times two. You play four. In the non- oh, oh, I'm sorry. Non-con. I, th- I misunderstood the question. I apologize. He was thinking you meant I was thinking, yeah, I think you meant non-division. Um... um now there aren't a ton of games that are losable. I mean, I'll go false because I think BYU beats Arkansas. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. false because I just don't think twenty-eight no happens. But okay, sure. okay. I mean, I do think LSU beats Florida State. I mean, I do think they win most of the ones we're talking about. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I was I was gonna say you. Do you think the SEC goes three and zero in Arkansas versus BYU, Auburn, Penn State, Florida State, LSU, and uh, Florida, Utah? I think. Do they go flip four and No, 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 no. No, you, Utah's, Utah's going to beat Florida, so it's going to end before we ever get to Arkansas no, what, BYU. My, my, my bad. I, I threw that off. I said SEC West team. Yeah. So you don't, you, oh. that's, you don't have to. Get, you don't have to take that Florida. My yeah. Bad. I mean, I think I think Penn State beats Auburn. Yeah, I think Auburn beats Penn State. Okay. Okay. Number three, Michigan wins ten games in the regular season. True or false? Uh, true. Mm. I think Harbaugh's done a really good job. Give me one second. Michigan football schedule. They whipped Ohio State's ass last year. One game. I get it. Okay, why why you pull up their schedule? Yeah, number go ahead. two should be easy. Mike Norville is fired at the end of the season. True or false? True. Yeah, true. Yep, true. Okay. And and, and whoever they replace him with doesn't do any better. Really, you you really poo poo on FSU, man. I think it's you over. Really do. I think just because you once won doesn't mean you always win. So you don't even think with Big Ten money in the future that, that they can get saved? I don't think they're getting in the Big Ten. I think they only have four games they can lose, so they've just got to go two and two in those four. Yeah, who are the four? Um, Iowa at, at Iowa, Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, Ohio State. Yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. Where's the Michigan State game? Their place? Ann Arbor. Yeah, they got two and two. Yeah. Ten and two. That's about right. Because I just don't see them losing to Illinois, Nebraska, Rutgers, no. Indiana, Maryland, or any other uh, other. And they could win at Iowa. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Last, last two, Oklahoma, Miami, USC, and Notre Dame all have first-year head coaches. All of those programs will win at least nine games this season. True or false? 
run run it through one more time. USC with Lincoln Riley, I think they do win nine games. Miami with Mario Cristobal, I think they win nine games. Oklahoma with uh, the cat from Clemson, Brett Venables, they win nine Brett games. Jones. And who was the other one? Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman. Oh yeah, yeah, that dude's a stud. They're going to win at least nine games. Yeah, they all win nine games. If one doesn't, who is okay. it? Okay. If one doesn't, who is it? Uh, Venables. Uh, Venables. I don't ooh. like him at all as a coach. Yeah, but I the, still, the schedule is solved. How does I Oklahoma understand. lose three or how does Oklahoma lose four games? With that I know. schedule. Um, it's actually SC because they it's lose. SC. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's SC. SC. I oh, love. Fre- by the way, I love Freeman. I love everything about Freeman. I have read a bunch of stuff about him, and I think that dude, that dude might be a star. He's got he's got a little while before we know that, but I love everything about that guy. I mean, yeah, I, I think Freeman's gonna be. I think he's gonna be a great coach too. But I mean, he's got a tough task at you know Buckeye Stadium to start this season off. He does, but I don't think they lose four games. Does Miami? They have to go to College Station. Do they find three more losses on their schedule? In the ACC, I mean, maybe, but they're pretty talented and they've got a really good quarterback. And you know, if you have a really Van Dyke's a really good quarterback. If you have a really good quarterback, you, yep. your, your margin for error increases dramatically. Oklahoma has four losable games, but they have to literally lose all of them: Baylor, I mean, Texas, Oklahoma State, and Iowa State. I guess. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm reaching. Don't, but it's in on, Ames. don't sleep on Kansas State. Don't sleep on Kansas. State. You know what? You're right on Kansas State. It's uh, early and it's at home. I just think they win the game. Oklahoma just has talent. They're just a talent. It's yep. a talented roster. And TCU is going to suck. They're going to suck. Yeah. And last one out of those four coaches, at least one would play for a conference championship. True or false? Play for a conference. Well, it championship? won't be Notre Dame because they're not in a conference. Um. Yeah. True. Yeah, I'll take my chance. I mean, Miami, Oklahoma. Yeah, sure. One of them. USC. SC. I mean. Yeah, I mean, that's sure. One of them plays for it. All right. Okay, then. Shoot, man. I appreciate you guys taking my call, man. I'm going to keep enjoying the show. Thanks, Grind, as always. All right, man. Yeah, I mean, Miami can lose A&M, North Carolina, Clemson, Pitt, I guess Virginia Tech. No, they're bad. They suck this They're bad. They could lose to Old Dominion in week one. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that line was really tight. Yeah, they could that. they could lose that game. They're, they're bad. Southern Miss goes to Miami in week two. I mean, they can't win, I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Will's team's interesting. Tyler and I talked about this. The Sun Belt has a lot of really good young coaches. Like guys that are on the radar. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good like group. if you're putting a hot board together at some point, you're talking about some of those guys. Hmm. Chief seventeen, Packers ten, fourteen twenty five to go. Fourth quarter of that one. Isn't it funny? NFL preseason is just like such a dud, and then the NFL yeah. regular season rolls around, and you're like. We're in. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, we'd be glued right now. 17-10, Chiefs-Packers. Locked in, yeah. And instead, uh, whatever. Okay. Big weekend of NFL preseason on the TV. We got uh, college football getting started. It'll hit me on Monday when we reconvene for the Oxford Exxon podcast that it's game week. 
Like it doesn't hit you until it is game week. Saturday having football on. Yeah. We'll feel like just a bye week yeah. when we're here. Yeah. Like you're really close. But yeah. on Monday when it's no longer, hey, how does so and so look? And it's, starting, no, it's just here we go. You're, yeah, you're game game week. I mean, as much as we make fun of depth charts, you go, oh well, that guy's probably start, you know, Igmenison or well, somebody. Yeah, like, hey, well, like, like today, I started working on ten on uh, um, Neil's picks for week one, and it was like, oh, we're here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks to everybody who called. Um, thanks to Braden Gall. If you're listening to this in podcast form, it'll be in two parts. We'll put up part one, and then we'll put up uh, part two with uh, the calls but uh, thanks to Braden if you've been listening all night appreciate his time here on the show he had some opinions which is always fun thanks to everyone who called in and um, we appreciate you we'll be back on Monday with a game week edition of the Oxford Exxon podcast lots of podcasts on the network today Mind on My Money uh, McCready and Siski just yesterday there was Brian Rippey's podcast so there's a lot on uh, on the network we appreciate all of you for uh listening for watching please hit the subscribe button please hit the like button tell a friend we would appreciate that very much for chase i'm neil until uh, monday have a great weekend and we will see you then Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.